0: Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 115. In this episode, when fines are not fine. This podcast is sponsored by Willowhire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better, all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. It was a bank holiday weekend here in the UK this week, and so it was only when I belatedly switched on my PC this morning that I became aware of a fine handed down last Friday to a UK company with a large and increasing presence in the demolition field. You can check out the full details of the story over on demolitionnews.com. Just search for Mick George Limited hit with hefty fine. But to save you the trouble, I'll tell you the basic details as reported by the Health and Safety Executive. On the 9th of March 2016, a driver employed by Mick Jules Ltd was emptying a load of soil from his tipper at a site in Northampton. Mick Jules Ltd had already identified the need for permanent protection structures, or goalposts as they're known, but after an initial delay, only one was installed. In order to empty the final remains of the load from his vehicle, the driver pulled forward with the body raised and the vehicle touched or came close to touching the overhead power lines. The tipper vehicle suffered minor damage and the driver was unhurt. As a result of this, the company in question was fined £566,000 and ordered to pay a further £9,000 in court costs. I reported this on Demolition News this morning and the system we have in place for social media management then fired the story out to Twitter, Facebook and LinkedIn. Within minutes, a local competitor to Mick Jules Limited had commented on the LinkedIn post with just a single word. Ouch. And well, he might. A fine of over half a million pounds for an incident in which no one was hurt is surely a fine too far. And even if you're more authoritarian than I am, Surely you would agree that this makes a mockery of fines handed down in incidents in which workers have been hurt? As an example, how about this one from just a few weeks ago on demolitionnews.com? A client employed a plant hirer, not a demolition company, a plant hirer, to carry out a demolition. Not surprisingly, it went wrong. The result was that a worker ended up in hospital with a fractured neck, a fractured back and a fractured ankle the client was fined a measly £4,500. The plant hire company working as a demolition contractor was fined an equally measly £20,000. Look, I don't want to labour the point, but more than half a million pounds for an incident in which no one was hurt compared to £20,000 for an accident in which someone was. How the hell does that make sense? Demolition News Radio. The independent voice of the global demolition industry. Later this week, a TV documentary called Killed by My Debt will air on BBC Three. It tells the story of a young lad called Jerome Rogers. The popular 19-year-old had finally got what he'd been working for, a new motorbike and his first real job as a courier. But in the hands of bailiffs, two £65 traffic fines rose to over £1,000. Under the pressure of his debt, Jerome went to the woods where he'd played as a kid and took his own life. Over the weekend, I was listening to an interview with the producer of the show, and among other things, he was talking about how local authorities now viewed fines, not as a means to control traffic, but as a much-needed revenue stream. How that revenue stream was being used to prop up local authority services that had previously been funded by central government, but which had been cut amidst austerity measures and how the collection of those traffic fines was being outsourced to ruthless third-party companies that heap interest upon interest, turning a minor debt into something seemingly so insurmountable that a young man took his own life. Now, I'm not for one moment suggesting that anyone at Mick Limited Limited is planning to take such drastic and tragic action, but there is a comparison to draw here. The Health and Safety Executive has seen its numbers cut continually in recent years, in much the same way that local authorities have seen their budgets slashed. While local authorities have outsourced the gathering of fines to third-party debt collectors, the HSE first introduced its fee-for-intervention scheme, and then seemingly removed the upper limit on fines, making up the shortfall in the number of individual prosecutions by ensuring those that are prosecuted pay heavily to balance the books. Demolition News Radio is the podcast of DemolitionNews.com and The Demolition Magazine. No one is suggesting that Mick George Limited is innocent. There was an incident, and although no one was hurt, someone could have been. And I think we can all agree that a fine is a suitable punishment. But half a million pounds? Really? Who stands to gain from such a huge and disproportionate fine? And here's the rub. Mick Limited Limited is a big company. Although its demolition arm is not yet of the magnitude of some national players, it's growing rapidly. Through its demolition work, its construction activities and its waste management division, it's a big local employer. It's a headline sponsor of a football team and it's active in its local community. But a half a million pound fine will sting. It might make the company reconsider its next equipment investment it might make it reconsider its ongoing recruitment drive. It might mean the company is financially less able to support local charities and good causes. If the health and safety executives need and desire to make money comes at the cost of inward investment and growth, local employment and local communities, surely we've taken a wrong turn somewhere along the line. Thanks for listening. Demolition News Radio. Dedicated to demolition.